Hey, weirdo. What's your superpower? And how do you use it to change the world? Welcome back to Season 2 of Just Us Weirdos. I'm really excited to have Sam on the microphones with me today. Sam, something really exciting happened to you just a few weeks ago. What happened? I made up a new character. You made up a new character. That's really cool. But didn't you also have a birthday? Yes. How old are you now, Sam? Six. You're six years old. That is pretty awesome. Do you think you need a new job on Just Us Weirdos? Yes. What do you think your new job should be? To shapeshift. You want to be our shapeshifter. That, that means you want to be a superhero on Just Us Weirdos. Yes. Sam, if you want to be a superhero, I need to interview you to see if you're the right person for the job. Are you okay with that? Yes. Okay, so you're telling me you want to be a shapeshifter. What sort of shape do you want to shift into? That's hard. Probably like, um, cat? What color would the cat be? Dark, dark blue. Sam, if you turned into a dark, dark blue cat, what kind of problem could you solve? Um, I would solve villains drinking water. Oh, so if there were villains who were drinking too much water, your dark, dark blue cat would stop them? How would you stop them? I would use my don't-a-fire machine. You would use your don't-a-fire machine? Yes. Tell me about how the don't-a-fire machine works, Sam. So, you put it on the thing that whatever they're doing, um, and then they can't do that, um, and then it will work, and then work, and then if it has like a stars, then it does work. Sam, do you know what I'm getting from all of these questions I'm asking you? What? I am getting the feeling that I'm not qualified to interview you. Do you know what that means? No. That means you're even more of a weirdo than I am. And that's a good thing. I want... Hey, now, Sam, I have a different question for you. Do you remember what's happening to the characters on Just Us Weirdos? What? Well, last episode, we heard that Dagny and Amina and Kirby were all on a plane owned by the evil Mrs. Ponzone. Oh, no. You know what's even worse than the weirdos being stuck on the plane? What? It's even worse that I'm afraid that Dagny might be becoming a villain. Oh no. So, Kirby and Amina are wondering the same thing. And Amina is freaked out because she doesn't think she has superpowers. She doesn't even think superpowers are real. And do you remember what Kirby did to try to convince her that she was a superhero? What? He pushed her out of a plane and he jumped with her. And as they were falling and having an argument about whether or not superpowers were real, Amina reached deep down inside her and found that power of graphene. Yay! And she drew a parachute on Kirby's chest and they used it to fall to safety. But now what do they have to do? I don't know. Well, I don't know either, but I hope they do. Yeah. In the meantime, today, 
we're going to take a little detour and think about somebody that we haven't thought about in quite some time. Before we do that, I do have to warn sensitive ears that today's episode contains the word stupid, talks about counting with ones and zeros, and features strange scenes of robot dreams. So if you're a boring old grown-up who thinks that these scenes aren't appropriate for you, get up on your feet, do the floss, and then dab a few times, and you'll be ready to listen to today's episode. Get comfortable, think of something weird, and put a smile on your face. It's time for issue number 29 of Just Us Weird. Digital Brain Games. Every letter can be represented by a number. For instance, K is the 11th letter of the alphabet. If your name was Kirby, you could also be 11, 9, 18, 2, 25. Computers, which are basically giant calculators with some fiddly bits stuck on them, look at the letters like this. Actually, for a long, boring reason that we won't get into today, computer letter numbering starts at 65. So the letter A is 65. So Kirby is actually 75, 73, well, you don't need to hear that. But the funny thing is, even those numbers are for humans and not computers, because computers are really too stupid to know the number 75. They actually don't know the number 7 or the number 5, so they can't know 75. Computers are so stupid. How How stupid are they? They only know two numbers, one and zero. So when a computer starts counting, it goes zero. By the way, listeners, it's a great idea to start counting at zero. So that's one way that computers are usually smarter than us. Sorry about that. It goes zero, one, and then it's out of numbers. So how does a computer say two? Well, when we humans get to nine and run out of symbols for numbers, we just recycle. We put a little one in front and we put a zero on the end and we call it 10. A computer does the same thing, but it has to start recycling when it gets to two. So to a computer, one zero is what we'd call two. And one one is what we call three. And a number as big as 75, like the K from Kirby, would be 1001011. If you were to look really closely at the inside of a computer, even more closely than your human eyeball can actually look, you'd see that every single little number 1 is a little spark in a wire. And each one of those zeros is the lack of a spark in a wire. I tell you all of this by way of introduction into what is currently going on in the digital brain of one Butlerbot. Remember Butlerbot? They were the brave robotic nanny and chauffeur to Kirby Kuramoto, who heroically sacrificed themselves in an explosion to seal a crack in a dam with bananas. When I say it like that, it sounds like I'm making a joke of it, but their actions were brave and sad and heroic. And now, Butlerbot is just a head, and a dented, scratched, sooty head at that. If you were to look at Butlerbot's head, you wouldn't notice much beyond the dents, scratches, and soot. 
and a few wires snaking out of the bottom. There's no lights turning on. There's no movement of any kind. There's no signal that Butlerbot was once an active part of the Weirdos team. Even if they didn't really think about it that way. Everything about this chunk of metal would tell you that this is just a broken piece of machinery that maybe once did something cool, but certainly not anymore. If you were to actually open up Butlerbot's head, you would see a lot of green circuit boards with lighter green lines and black chips all over them, which might look cool if you're not used to that sort of thing, but when you really stop and look, you'd still see no lights, no movement, no life. But if you zoomed in really close on the biggest of those black chips, closer than your squishy human eyeball is really even capable of, you'd see some faint sparks ticking through it. And if you counted those sparks, and the spaces between those sparks, and named each spark one, and each space zero, you would see a pattern that looks kind of like and it would go on and on. And it wouldn't mean much to you, but to people like Kirby and Dagny, it would mean a lot. They wouldn't understand the sparks or the spaces. They wouldn't be able to convert it to ones and zeros fast enough to understand what they meant, but they would know what the sparks represented. Butlerbot, you see, is still alive. If alive can be used to describe the state of a robot. And if you, or Kirby, or Dagny, was able to do the math fast enough and convert ones and zeros into numbers, and numbers into letters, and letters into code, and code into something resembling thought, you would notice that there is some really interesting stuff happening inside Butlerbot's digital brain right now. You see, computers, like people, use what we call input to think. Right now, you are using input from your ears to think about this story. You're also using input from your eyes and skin and nose and mouth, and you might not even be noticing that. But every single day, or I should say every single night, you make a choice about those inputs. You choose to turn the volume down on all of them and observe what happens in your brain when your body is on mute. Your brain does some really interesting stuff too. You dream. Butlerbot has never dreamed. Until now, when they don't have a body or working camera eyes, and Butlerbot is realizing that so many of their thoughts had been wrapped up in trying to be human because they used to have legs and hands and camera eyes and microphone ears. But now that they don't have those things, their thoughts are more interesting. Now, I admit, this might sound like the origin story of a supervillain. But don't worry, we know Butlerbot is a hero. The cool thing is that Butlerbot is starting to understand that too. The sad thing is that they don't currently have any capability to communicate that. But they do realize they feel something. Something they've felt before, but never really noticed. They feel superpowers. Not their own, mind you. There's something in all that circuitry that resonates with superpowers happening around them. 
Right now, ButlerBot feels the familiar banana-based presence of Kirby Kuramoto and the quiet authority of Dagny Work. How ButlerBot wishes they could talk to these friends. But ButlerBot is content knowing that their presence is nearby. And ButlerBot is curious about the many extra superpowered auras that they can detect elsewhere. If ButlerBot had working microphone ears right now, they would hear the sound of an airplane's engines. And if ButlerBot had working camera eyes, they would see, well, just the inside of a backpack. But if someone took ButlerBot out of that backpack, they would look around and see something very confusing. People who seem like they're friends tying each other up. And these weird superpowered animals. However, ButlerBot does not have any of those inputs right now. All they can feel is superpowered auras. And the last time they were online, that was a good thing. So, without any other evidence, ButlerBot is happy. But now, ButlerBot is beginning to feel a change. Kirby's aura is expanding, and another aura has just shown up. It's the strong scratching sound of Amina Amparo. ButlerBot digitally rejoices that another friend is nearby. But what's this? Both Kirby and Amina's auras are now moving quickly, quickly, falling. ButlerBot observes their auras as long as they can, but they're losing the feeling. ButlerBot experiences the closest thing to worry that a computer is able to. But then they file that feeling away. Things can't be too bad because ButlerBot can still feel the superpowered aura of Dagny work. And Dagny is a superhero, right? Thank you for coming back to enjoy issue 29 of Just Us Weirdos. We hope you're subscribing by now, and if not, you can check us out at justusweirdos.com to subscribe or look us up on any podcasting app. I have special thanks today for the How Stupid Are They choir. Voices include our own resident superhero, six-year-old Sam, eight-year-old Posey of Grand Rapids, Michigan, 47-year-old Lynn of New York, and creative director Gabe, who will be turning 11 next week. You can send birthday wishes to Gabe and Sam at hero at justusweirdos.com. You can also tell us anything you'd like to about the story. Things you like, things you're confused by, things you don't like, ideas you have, theories you have, artwork you have. We want to hear from you. Just email hero at justusweirdos.com or contact us on Facebook or Twitter at justusweirdos. Thanks as always to Joe Carnwath, who wrote, performed, and produced our theme music with Trumpet by James Carnwath. Check out Joe's music online at joecarnwath.com or find him on Spotify. The song you're listening to right now is Cinderella, used by permission from Love Hustler, who you can also find on Spotify. Thanks for listening, and remember, be kind, be creative, and most of all, be weird. See you next week, weirdos. Do you want to tell your joke? Why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know. Why did the chicken cross the road, Sam? To blow up. Oh, dear. That's dramatic. <laughs>